episode 10. Get out of here, Satan. Yes, uh, double digits. Number 10 on the charts. Let's go. And a special night tonight. We got my boy Remo with us. My brother in Christ. It's an honor and a privilege to have you here. And you'll hear some wise words from him. But first, let's uh, start off with a moment of prayer. So close your eyes and bow your heads. Dear Jesus, we just come before you tonight, God. So grateful for this day. So grateful for the chance to be in your presence, Lord. I pray the Holy Spirit pours into all of us right now that you would use us as vessels, Lord, to spread your love and your wisdom, God. I pray we would speak only to glorify you, God, only to lift up your almighty name, to give you the praise and the honor and the glory you deserve, not to bring anything to us, only to share your love with those listening, God. Bless and protect all that are listening. Place a hedge of protection over this place and over everyone's heart, Lord. In your almighty name we pray. Amen. Yes, sir. All right, so tonight we're going to talk about glorifying God and... You know, I could say my opinion about what I think it means or how I think we should do that, but I think it's just best to start off with some scripture. So it's going to be a good amount of scripture. So just hang in there, listen up, and let's get it. This is Philippians 2, and I'm going to read 1 through 11, and then I'm going to read 12 through 18. So it says, well, first of all, this is Paul, the goat, you know what I'm saying? And it's uh, talking about having the attitude of Christ. So it says, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and one purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look out for only your own interests, but take an interest to others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the highest place of honor and gave him the name above all other names that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth under the earth and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father and then it goes on to say um, shine brightly for Christ so continue with verse 12 dear friends you you always followed my instructions when I was with you and now that I'm away it is even more important work hard to show the results of your salvation obeying God with deep deep reverence and fear for God is working in you giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you live clean innocent lives as children of God shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people hold hold firmly to the word of life then on the day of Christ's return I'll be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless but I will rejoice even if I lose my life pouring it out like a liquid offering, just like your faithful service is an offering to God. And I want all of you to share that joy. Yes, you should rejoice, and I will share your joy. All right, so that was a lot of scripture, but no greater no greater word than the truth, you know what I'm saying? And that's what God's word is, is the truth. And he just starts it off with um, speaking the attitude of Christ and just showing us the, the humility it took for Jesus to come down on this earth, being God, and still humble himself enough to to become man and walk amongst men and serve and and be be tortured and beaten but all in the hopes to glorify his father you know he didn't do it for no reason it was he told many people in many different instances in the bible i do this to glorify my father not myself you know and that's the that's the idea of why we're here you know i don't seek any glory from doing this podcast or from reading the bible or for teaching people about god i hope that they will learn to know him so they can glorify him as well you know what i'm saying and then just going into the second part i read which is the 12 to 18 it just it gives you a little bit of instruction you know what i'm saying it gives you a little guideline of how to walk and how to glorify god in your walk you know so i just wanted to start us off with a pretty clear guideline so that we don't go into this with a you know what i'm saying any questions or just like oh you're talking about glorifying god what is that how do i do that like right now you got a, a pretty good little uh a guide you know what i'm saying so hopefully we can spread a little bit more light on the what your next step is you know what i'm saying so i'm passing on to my boy chris 
Appreciate that, Wally. Glad to have Remo on the pod today. Yes, sir. Um, now nah, for uh, glorifying God, you know, we, we always try to prepare like you know the week before. So this week, I was just finding Bible verses that talk about glorifying God. And one of the verses that stick out to me, it's uh, you know, whether you eat or you drink, and everything that you do, glorify God, right? And I just believe it to mean that in all my actions, everything that I do that I should glorify his name, you know, that I should so treasure him and love him, that in my actions and, and how I behave, right, that that it brings glory to God, right? My biggest thing is, is uh, you know, one thing that I could see in the church when I came to the church is, you know, not everybody, obviously, but people who I could truly say were, were had faith and had a connection and were spiritual people, right? They seemed genuinely happier people, right? And I remember even them talking about things like, you know, deaths in the family and different sufferings that they have and being grateful for different things about that, whatever, whatever thing they're grateful for. And it always like confused me, you know, that like this person and, and that's what it is, right? And everything that they did, right, that they could find something to say God is good, you know. And so it's always been the thing that to me, has bought, brought the most glory to God to really say that He is a good God, right? Because in essence, right, to glorify God is just in my actions showing that God is good, right? You know, and so it would be like for, for uh, you know, an example of, of seeing that, right, is like um, seeing someone like maybe their, their mom passes away and they, uh, you know, they find the good and maybe the time that they got to spend with their mom while she was here, you know? And like, like for my brain, like coming into that, it was always like, I would find the most self-pitying, selfish thing to say about losing someone or something like that. You know, I can even talk actually about, you know, like Job, right. Is like the thing that he says in the beginning of that whole, of that whole book is God giveth, God taketh away. Like holy is God. He'd sit there and glorify God through everything that God's taking from him. Basically to say that none of this was mine to begin with and that even from the start he gave it to me as a gift and now he's just deciding to take back what was already his to start you know and it's things like that where i really see like this this true where we can glorify his name right a big part of it is that i find like i find christ i find god as like my treasure you know when i'm with god and when i when i feel him when i'm close with him it's like there is nothing that comes in the way of of my love, of my peace, of my, you know, the way that I am, right? And so my best example for me is, like, when I'm at work, it's like people are dumb stressing, you know, they're, you know, I do blue-collar work, man, so it's, it's, it comes with this, you know, stuff, you know, it's a lot of talk about sex and women and, you know, getting wasted with the shorties on the weekend and yada, yada, all that craziness, you know? And it's like my ability to glorify God isn't even in saying anything about it, but just, I don't know. It's like when people ask me about stuff, it's like, what are you doing this weekend? And I tell them what I'm doing. It's, it's spiritually minded things. And I tell them, like, I lived a bad life. And the only reason I can live a good one is because the Holy Spirit dwells in me. Right? It's like the only reason that anything good happens in my life. The only reason that I'm ever selfless. The only reason that I ever have any good characteristic traits is because of Christ's walk. And now that that spirit dwells in me I can do some good and so it brings in those actions right it brings glory to his name all right got some Remo yes sir yes sir shout out them boys Wally and Chris for having me on the podcast super grateful y'all boys been snapping serving the kingdom yes sir yes sir um I'm gonna just give a little background about myself first I'm fairly new Christian um but like Chris I grew up as a Catholic born and raised and um you know I feel like as I got older just kind of felt like I was a little bit forced into Catholicism just by my not by my parents but you know it was just natural to be a Catholic and um as I got older I feel like I wanted to start my own walk of faith you know my own journey and um just get closer to Christ and form a relationship and, uh, you know, as I've been doing that, you know, a lot of learning new stuff that I wasn't taught in Catholicism. And one of those things is glorifying God, you know. And um, I really didn't understand it at first. 
So I had to educate myself, you know, through the word. And um, I've learned that, you know, that verse Chris said, it couldn't be more true. <clears throat> you know, everything we do, we just do it for the glory of God, whether it's something simple like eating or working or, you know, going out there, helping the people, serving the kingdom. But I feel like it's not necessarily something we have to do. It's something we choose to do as a thanks, you know, for God sending his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us. And um, I feel like when we do that out of the right heart posture, you know, and we truly are thankful and it's, you know, praise and worship is it's a lifestyle. You know, it's not just going to church on Sunday and singing, but when we truly glorify God with everything we do, you know, it's, it comes from the right spot in our heart. And uh, that's what we're called to do, you know. But um, I definitely struggled with, like, finding out how to do it, you know. And um, I know one of the ways, the easiest way that we could glorify God is our first opportunity is when we decide to be saved, you know, and de devote our lives to Jesus and God and, you know, that Christian lifestyle. You know, that's the first and biggest way we could show our glory and thanks to God you know, by being saved. And, um, you know, another thing is, I heard y'all talk before, I like that y'all said, um, progress, not perfection, you know. We know we can't reach that, but as long as we just continue to try to be our best selves, you know, and live as close to Jesus did while he was on this earth, you know, then that's the best way we could glorify God. So do everything in his name. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Way to set it all, Fremo. Yeah, and I just love the topic of glorifying God, bro, because am I am I ever going to be perfect? No, but with the best ability I got, I'm going to try to glorify God with every day that he gives me, you know, because it truly is an honor and a privilege to wake up in the morning. And that's something that, that people just kind of overlook, you know, when you're living in the world. It's like another day is expected, you know, but once you surrender your life to Christ, it's like it's not just expected, bro. It's a privilege, you know, and um throughout the day just trying to glorify God it can be hard bro it's never it's never gonna be easy because naturally like we're lovers of self you know we want the glory we want the fame we want the praise even when we are in a position of, of speaking of God we might think like oh hopefully they think I'm, I'm smart or I'm so holy or man God really blessed me but really it's not about that you know it's about us spreading that love that was so freely given to us and a great example of that that I found just reading John bro John is so fire bro John's always snapping, but um, one of the greatest things I think he ever said is, I must become less. He must increase, but I must decrease, you know? So it's like, I'm not called to be the greatest thing in the world, you know what I'm saying? God is. God is the only thing that deserves that honor and that glory. And f hearing that from John, bro, is so, it's so empowering, you know what I'm saying? Because that was like Jesus' right-hand man, you know what I'm saying? Like, he loved John. Like, he loved all his disciples, but John was like that guy, you know what I'm saying? John was baptizing people. John baptized Jesus, right? You know what I'm saying? He, Jesus walked like 100 miles just to get baptized by John. Like, think about that. Jesus, God, bro. He could have just teleported over there, but no, nah, he he grinded. He worked. He walked 100 miles, bro, to get baptized that by that boy. And um, just a little example of that, you know what I'm saying? Like, that humility and that servitude that that John so perfectly or not perfectly but so greatly executed was just shown in this it's John chapter 3 and it's it's uh 27 to 30 and it's just saying like um basically he him and Jesus were were baptizing people you know and um one of one someone that was working with John came up to him and was like yo like, why are people going to that guy that you call the Messiah to get baptized and, and they're not coming to you? And and John was just saying, like, like, look, bro, it's not about me. You know what I'm saying? It's all glory to him. Without him, we wouldn't be getting baptized. You know what I'm saying? He said in 27, John replied, no one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. You yourselves know how plainly I told you I am not the Messiah. I am only here to prepare the way for him. It is the bridge room who, marry, who marries the bride. And... I'm I'm sorry, bro. Read that wrong. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride, and the bridegroom's friend is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. Therefore, I'm filled with joy at his success. And like I said earlier, he must become greater, and I must less. I must lessen. I must be lessened. You know what I'm saying? Basically, he must increase, but I must decrease. So, through that, John is just saying, bro, like it's not about me. You know, 
Like, I'm just here supporting him. I'm just here loving him and glorifying him with all that I got, you know. And so many times in our life we could we could acknowledge the glory that God has revealed in our life, you know what I'm saying? But how are we then expressing that to him, you know what I'm saying? Like, how are we glorifying him with every day? Like, there's been so many miracles in our life, you know what I'm saying? Even just the simple fact of, like, us waking up. Are we waking up instantly and thanking God, or are we instantly grabbing our phone and seeing what's going on in the world, you know? And that's something I've been struggling with, bro. It's like, like someone told me, like, how are you starting your day? Are, are you talking to God, or are you talking to these people on Instagram or, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And that really opened my eyes to, like, dang, bro, like, if I can't even start my day glorifying God, like, it makes it so much harder to, to glorify him in those little things throughout the day. And then even coming to the big things, bro, it's like when you get that job you wanted or that girl you wanted and all that stuff, like you've been praying and praying and praying. But then what about when it happens? Like, are you going to truly glorify him in the way he deserves? Because it's only through him that some things happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's literally it's all power. Whenever whenever they read like Philippians 413 and they're talking about I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's truly the root It's like I can't do nothing, bro me by myself is is pretty much useless you know what i'm saying but god working through me all things are possible you know and that's where we gotta kind of sit sit back and take a second and be like dang bro like really all this stuff that's happening in my life like bro, i didn't really do much you know what i'm saying like it was really all god and i'm just walking i'm just walking and he's just working miracles in my life you know and so for me that just it it's, it's a humbling thing for sure, the act of glorifying God, but it's also like the biggest honor I could ever have to truly like give my day to God. Say, God, this is your day, whatever you see fit happen. And I fully surrender. I fully surrender this day to you. The outcome of it, I trust that is your perfect will prevailing on earth as it does in heaven. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's the, the kind of like place I want us to come from in this episode is like we give it all to you and hope that we can just humbly glorify you throughout our day. You know what I'm saying? Pass the black in the mic. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's so fire. Um, Dang, I don't know. There's a lot going on now in my brain. But, uh, no, I heard it said, I heard it spoke of Paul, right? So, right, Paul was a Pharisee, and he was a Jew, and he was killing Christians. And um, there's this dude I listened to and he was giving this whole talk about it and he was saying the reason that Paul was so upset with the Christian theology with the Christian doctrine with like what people are preaching about Christianity is that it took everything you know the 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 way the Jews believed it is that they followed the law and because of that they were doing God a service right and so the Christ, Christianity right Jesus what he's preaching and everything is to say that as humans, there's nothing we're going to do, right, to give to a self-sufficient, fully sufficient God, right? And so this doctrine basically ruined, you know, just imagine for 30 years you've been working so hard, right, to do for God, right? And that's just completely taken away from you by by one man who's crucified on a cross, right? And so Paul's whole thing was that he was gaining the glory himself for the things that he was doing, right? And what was being taught in Christianity is that Christ came here, he died, and he said, there's nothing you can do for God, and there's nothing you're going to do on your own, because even if you do, it'll be a prideful act, right? And so, this was like a big struggle for Paul, and then obviously Paul, he he sees this light of God that's so bright that it blinds him, and he hears a voice behind the light, and then he's he's basically suicidal for like three days. He he sees no point in living because the the, the God, you know, Jesus he's persecuting just came down and told him like, he told he tells Paul you're persecuting me right so Paul thinks he's persecuting f- false he thinks he's doing actually an act of good for God he thinks by killing Christians he's doing God a favor and and he's just basically it's all taken away from him in an instant the the verse i want to read it says i am the true vine my father is the gardener he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Right, and so from Paul's perspective, right, that one thing just ruins everything he's ever done, you know. And we're now being taught the only way you're going to have any fruits, anything that lasts, anything that's good, anything that brings any glory at all 
is if you remain in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ remains in you. And this is the only way that any, and then because of it, right? Because now I have fruit and people look at my life and they say, look what he, he's got a podcast about Jesus and, you know, he feeds homeless people and he, he's at church and right. And then when they look at my fruit, they can instantly say glory to God, right? Because Jesus must dwell in him and he must dwell in Jesus. And because of that, there's now fruit being bared. You know, it's not because Chris is like, you know, some well-thought speaker because, you know, honestly, I'm a selfish individual. Like, I see it every single day. I, I love to serve myself. And so the fact that I ever one time went out to Tampa to, to feed those homeless people is a miracle in itself in my mind, you know. It had to have been God, the Holy Spirit, pushing me to do that. You know, no glory can be brought to my name for doing things like that. You know, and then the other, the other verse right is is this one and it's jesus right and he's he's prophesying his crucifixion on the cross and he says now is the son of man glorified and god is glorified in him if god is glorified in him god will also glorify him in himself right so how how did so god is glorified the godhead right which is part of the trinity is glorified in jesus right that's the him God will also glorify Jesus in himself. So then Jesus is also glorified dwelling in God. And that's the same thing that we get here on earth, right? The reason that Paul gets glory is because Jesus dwelled in him, him in, in Jesus, right? And that's that's where the glory comes from. It really all comes back to God, right? Like it all like it all just stems right back to God. He's the, he's the vine, right? And And God heads the gardener, you know? He's the creator, right? He created me. And then and then you got the vine of Jesus who's who's now carrying me through life, you know? And, and like something I said two weeks ago, and this is like the big proof of it and the why Jesus is the vine and why God is the gardener, right? Jesus is the vine because God's never walked the life of a human, had all the temptations, all the pains, all the struggles, right, that Jesus had. And Jesus did have all of those struggles. So he now knows how to overcome them because he overcame every single one of them, Right? And then because of that, now that he dwells in me, I can overcome those things as well. Because without him, I couldn't overcome him. All the glory goes back to the Father, or to Jesus, the Father, you know, all of it. Yes, sir. That was fire, bro. I like that. That's real. It really is full circle. You know, it starts with God. It ends with God. And um, how you were saying, you know, Jesus came as a man and he had the same temptations that we have, you know. And, um... Like Wally was saying, John, fire, bro. John got this one verse, four, 17, 4. Jesus said, I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. So it's, it's clear in the Bible, you know, God gives us the work that we're supposed to do to serve his kingdom, you know. And um, if we just follow that blueprint, it makes it so much easier to glorify him. You know, it's, it keeps our flesh out of it for the most part. And we just, you know, do the work that he asked us to do. But like Wally was saying earlier, you know, we're, we're humans. Naturally, we just want to please our flesh. And um, something I've been struggling with recently is, you know, discerning between glorifying my flesh and glorifying God. You know, there's a real clear-cut difference between the two. But it's definitely hard to tell in our day-in-day -day lives, you know. And... um. We may be thinking we're glorifying God, but really we're not. You know, when we step into church or we're doing these things like, you know, feeding the homeless, stuff like that. If we're doing that and we have unconfessed sin in our hearts, you know, like there's no glory to be given when our heart posture is not right. You know, when we're not in the right space to be doing what we're supposed to do, you know. And um, when we're in those those repeated sins, everybody's got a couple, at least one, you know, the same thing that we struggle with over and over and over and over. And when we sit there and just defy and just decide, you know, we're not going to try and change it. We're not going to make change, you know, we're not going to step up and try and do better. But we're still living, you know, our half lukewarm faith and doing X, Y, and Z, you know, it's not coming from the right place. So we're, we're not able to glorify God. So I've been struggling with that, you know, trying to put, when I step into church, put my, all my wrongdoings to the side and just ignore it, but that definitely doesn't help, you know, but, um, 
progress, not perfection, man. You feel me? As long as we keep that, you know, it's easy to get discouraged. It's real easy, man. That's Satan talking. That's where he gets us the most when we try and get discouraged, you know, every time we mess up or every time we fall short. It's so easy to get discouraged, but it's not about that. You know, it's about getting back on your feet, stepping up to the plate, doing what you got to do, trusting God with your whole heart, you know, and then the glory comes from that. Yes, sir. Mm, that's fire. Shout out, Remo. Shout out, the Holy Spirit. Just hit me with a little idea. Just talking about, um, you know, when you're saying, like, like the enemy's going to try to keep us down. The enemy's going to try to keep us in that, in that place of, like, oh, you keep messing up. You're not good enough. Why would you even try to go serve the kingdom to glorify God? You know what I'm saying? But really, it's like we got to look at those moments, and, and the true glory comes in when we realize, like, we're never going to be enough, you know? Like, we weren't called to be enough we're we're saved we're saved by grace you know and, and grace is that bridge that, that keeps us from from being stuck in, in that that self-pity in that shame and that guilt god's grace covers all of that you know so if you're sitting in the, in the place today where it's like how can i glorify god when i'm such a, a broken sinner you know like i struggle with this shout out, Ooh. Shout out tc yes sir first one of the night hopefully not the last but you know when we when we're sitting in that in that struggle you know when we're rooted to sin when we're chained it feels like when we're in that prison you know and and it just keeps pulling us back down we're trying we're trying we're trying to serve god we're trying to glorify god but then we keep falling it's only god's grace that's going to pick us back up you know and a gr the greatest thing i ever heard bro is in in a song and it's talking about if i was never holding him up how could i let him down you know we we're like Chris said, God is fully self-sufficient. Like, he does not need us. You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't need our, our, us to glorify him. He's already glory. He's the definition of glory. He's the definition of power. He is God. You know what I'm saying? He is so much greater than anything we could ever comprehend. So who are we to think, oh, man, like, I'm just a sinner. Like, how could I help? Like, no, he don't need our help. Who needs our help is, is the people around us, the people that are stuck in the darkness, you know what I'm saying? And that's what we're called to do. We're called to glorify him through bearing his fruit. And we got to be connected to him. We have to accept Jesus to receive the Holy Spirit. And that's what causes the fruit, you know? we Once we're connected to that vine, that's when the fruit starts to grow. And through the Holy Spirit flowing into us and then going out into the people around us, that's when we're truly glorifying and pleasing God, you know what I'm saying? His two greatest commands which we talk about all the time is to love him and to seek him with our full heart and then to love others as we would want to be loved. You know what I'm saying? So we're glorifying him when we're loving him and seeking him. Not perfectly because we never will. You know, if I sit here and tell myself, like, I got to be perfect before I can truly seek God, then you're just never going to get there. And then you're stuck to that, that lie that the enemy wants you to hold on to. But the minute you say, God... Shout out TC, yes sir. The minute you say, God, I fully surrender my life to you. Me, the broken sinner, you know, the the alcoholic, the dope fiend, the lustful porn addict, the whatever you're struggling with, you know what I'm saying? You bring it to God and God's going to use you, you know what I'm saying? You're never going to be disqualified from serving the kingdom because he loves us so much. His grace covers all our mistakes, all our sins. So then once we get that in our mind, those those lies of the enemy they become quieter and quieter and instead of, of thinking about how we could be better we think of how could we glorify the kingdom better you know even through our sin and our struggles we go out every day with the the mentality and the heart posture of i love you god and i trust you that you'll put me in the right place at the right time to be a vessel of your love you know what i'm saying we're called to go out there boldly to spread his name with courage you know what i'm saying and that's what i love about you know what i'm saying our church is like Every Monday, we got a bold group of men who meet up, and our group is called Courageous. You know what I'm saying? And that's it right there. We're unified. We all come together as one in Christ, and we build each other up. You know what I'm saying? And that's really cool because it's in the church, and we all love God, and all this stuff is great. But at the end of the day, it's like we need to take what we learn in there and bring it outside of those walls. You know what I'm saying? We need to glorify him inside the church for sure because that's, that's his house. That's God's house. You know what I'm saying? But also in our everyday life, you know, and just a, a little, like, experience I had um, this week. You know, we were all fasting. We all fasted for, I fasted probably about 30 hours. 
Remo, he held it down. He did a full two days. Shout out that boy. That was tough. But um, even in that fast, I was just thinking to myself, I was like, I kind of had this little, like, you know, could have been just delusional or it was just God really talking to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, I had this prayer. And I remember I just, like, started talking to my phone, bro, like, just because it sounded so fire, bro. I wanted to just make sure I held on to it. I sent it to Chris. It was pretty tough. But all shout out God, all glory to God. I'm not I'm not good enough to, you know what I'm saying, say nothing like that. That was definitely the spirit speaking through me. But I was just thinking, like, you know, in this time of fasting, like, I'm not eating. I'm not feeding the flesh. I'm hungry. You know what I'm saying? Like, my body craves food. But... I'm trying to glorify God by not eating, you know, and if you don't know much about fasting, the goal is basically just like your body is weak, it's empty, but the goal is to fill the spirit on such a level that your flesh, the cravings of the flesh die down, you know what I'm saying? So whenever I'm fasting, I'm praying to God saying, God, I'm not eating right now, but I pray that you would fill my body with your Holy Spirit, that your Holy Spirit would give me the strength to walk through this day, you know, and as I was denying the flesh from the 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 food, you know what I'm saying? The thing that actually gives me life, that gives me strength and nutrition. Like, I realize, like, damn, I'm glorifying God right now, and it feels so good, and I'm doing pretty good, you know what I'm saying? I'm about 24 hours in, and I'm feeling connected because I've just been leaning on the Spirit to fill me, and I feel that's an act that glorifies God, you know? But why don't I take that same approach every day? Why not just fast or no fast, food or no food? Why am I not glorifying God with everything I have? Why am I not fooling fully leaning on his spirit to fill me you know what i'm saying and it's like so many times i could crave um to go smoke some gas to go get drunk to look at a video no not supposed to look at but am i fully committed you know what i'm saying like yeah i love you jesus but it's like maybe i'll feed my flesh in this one way you know what i'm saying but it really comes down to it's like what's more important pleasing me or glorifying the kingdom you know what i'm saying and those are those tough times those tough decisions you know what i'm saying where it's like uh it'll be real nice but at the same time it's like uh take me away from the kingdom and and I, my goal now as a man of god who's boldly proclaiming my faith like i gotta choose to glorify the kingdom you know what i'm saying and that's that's the true the true way to glorify god is to surrender you know to sacrifice the things that may bring me pleasure in hopes that i can glorify him through growing in relationship and growing in connection to the holy spirit you know and so that was just a cool little eye-opener for me it's like every day that i'm on this earth why don't i take the same desperation i had during that fast to connect with the spirit you know because that's the true way to glorify him is to grow closer to him to know him he just wants a relationship with us you know he doesn't want us to be no perfect people he doesn't want us to be no pharisees just following the rules thinking we're so great we don't who needs god you know what i'm saying i could follow these rules perfectly he wants us to truly be in relationship with him and so i really just encourage anybody listening you know get to know god you know start that relationship start talking to him how you would a new friend or or a family member you haven't seen in a long time, you know, just just get to know him because he wants to know our he knows our hearts, but he wants us to know his. And through getting to know his heart, that's when we start to glorify him. Yes, sir. Going off of uh, Wally and Remo here talking about, you know, God overcoming, overcoming our issues with whatever it is. Right. The hub, uh, drug addiction, women, booty club club just normal club it's a lot of sin out there we got options but uh no that's that's real and so this verse i heard it today it's uh jesus talking to peter and um it's luke it's luke chapter 22 uh verse 31 and it says simon simon he's talking to simon he says simon simon behold satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. So that one verse, right, it's so tough. So the first thing, right, is one, we give so much power to Satan. But for Satan to do anything, he first needs permission from God. He first needs permission from Jesus before he can even do anything, right? He says, demanded, demanded that he may save you like, like wheat, right? And then he, he gets allowance, right? Because... You know, it says in the Bible that Satan is the god of this world, right? Not a very strong one, obviously. You know, and that's evidence of that in Job and everything else. What's really, like, important here is that 
the very end there, right? So if you don't know much about the Bible, basically Simon betrays Jesus. And his response to him is basically like, oh, I'll do anything for you. I'll never fold. I'll, you know, I'm going to remain strong. And, you know, I believe Peter actually believed that, you know, um, they did. They, the disciples loved Jesus, you know, and they were around him a lot. But he says, this is what's important is Jesus says, and when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Right. And so it's insane how God can turn a terrible thing. Right. And this is something you see over and over and over again in the Bible is that even from the very beginning, right, when Abraham and, and uh, you know, um, Cain and Abel and, you know, literally every time that an important person in the Bible does something wrong, God uses it for good, right? Like he turns it around, he uses it for good, right? And here's the example of that, right, is that Jesus is going to betray him. Now Peter has this opportunity to use it for good, you know? And so where I'm going with that is for me, right, I, I'm I'm a dope fiend, right? I know for a fact, based on literal psychi- like psychiatry, that Carl Jung, who's like a very, very famous psycho- psychiatrist, you can look, if you looked up famous psychiatrist, Carl Jung is on the top of that list. And then another one, his name's Dr. William Silkworth. These doctors said that they, they know an alcoholic of a type that can never recover. And even, you know, Silkworth writes this letter basically, and he says like, because he's seeing that people are recovering through God, that God is saving these people. And he says, you know, he worked with thousands and thousands of alcoholics. And basically in this letter, he says he's gotten nowhere with it. You know, he's gotten no success with it. He's gotten no further with it. Um, He can't figure out how to help these people. And he says, because he's seeing people recovering with God, he says, we had to know that maybe our scientific knowledge wasn't powerful enough for the goods, right? The greater goods that could help these people. And he's referring to God. And in a lot of this letter, he he talks about the powers and he'll capitalize power. So he doesn't ever say God, but he'll capitalize power in the middle of a sentence. And you know, he's talking about God. Right. And so even these doctors are saying, right. So for me, it's like, I know for a fact that I could have never, ever stopped doing it. Right. I had no power, no, no self-will buses, bro. It's like (laughs) they live out here in TC, but I know that I had no power to actually do it. You know, and so then God saves me. Like God, the Spirit of God touched my heart. You know, that's all it took, right? And I, I, I haven't even thought about it. I don't even think about alcohol anymore. And that's a person who from the first time ever drinking only thought about alcohol, only thought about dope. Smoke crack one time, yes sir. <laughs> yes sir. Right? Like like the 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 and now because of now because of that, right? I glorify God all the time, right? Every time I talk to people about it, you know, like, because I know for a fact I couldn't have stopped because I had tons of evidence of it, of me trying to stop and having no ability to do it. That goes with porn. If you've tried to quit porn, like, honestly tried, you know that it's near, it's impossible. Your your sinful, lustful ways are so powerful that it will never happen unless God does the work through you. And then when it happens, you can use it for good. And then when you're using it for good, you're glorifying His name because you're saying only reason this good is coming is because God God was able to do it through me which is just you know is so lit because it's when you like I hope everyone gets to have that experience with something that they just know they can't overcome and then God does it for them because it puts this this whole it brought so much of the scripture so close to me right so personal to me because of that experience you know that I can really truly say like I need God you know I need him in my life you know I can glorify him in everything he does. God is good, man. Celebrate that boy Chris and Wally's testimony, man. It get hard sometimes when you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, but and it's hard to glorify God when you can't feel God around you. But we know, like, at the end of the day, that's our doings, you know what I'm saying? But when we look around us, you know, and we see my brothers in Christ, you know, getting through stuff, like Chris said, that, he truly felt like he could never get through. Even scientists said it, you know, there's, it's just unexplainable when it comes to God, you know, and it comes from a good place every time. So when it gets hard, you know, you just can't, can't see that light. You don't see a reason to glorify. You just gotta be grateful, man. Just think about things you're grateful for that God's blessed you with. You know, even when you was down, down, down bad, bro, there's always a couple things you can find to be grateful for. You know, when you find gratitude in the small things, you realize how good God really is, you know. 
and he blesses you even when you're not even expecting it or you're not even asking for it, you know. And um, there's this one verse that was fire, bro. It is 2 Corinthians 9, 13. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God. For your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. So not only do we owe it to God, you know, to glorify him, but we owe it to God's people, whether they know they're God's people or not yet. You know, that's that's our responsibility as Christians, you know, to do the Lord's work, spread the good news, you know, because there might be people out there that just can't see that light. And you got to be that light for God, you know, let him shine through you. And if you can't glorify, glorify for other people, you know, show them that there's a reason to glorify and God going to provide every time, man. Yeah, that's so fire, bro. Yes, sir. No, I just I just think it's so important to know, bro, like one of the biggest things that's pushed in the Bible is rejoicing in the suffering, you know, and that, that's just Bro, that's it right there. That's what it's about, bro. We need to glorify him even when things don't feel like there's much glory going on, you know? Even when we can't feel his presence, even when we feel like we're in that darkness, you know, we're called to glorify him through it because in those dark times, he's building us, you know? He's he's uh, strengthening us in his name. That, that darkness, that hard time that feels so heavy, that is then going to be used as your testimony, you know? And then you're going to use that to spread hope to other people and to love on others in a way that someone else might not be able to, you know, because you're going to come across somebody in your life and they're going to be in the situation you just came out of or that you're working on getting out of. And then guess what? Y'all two come together and you glorify God and in, in showing this person that, look, there's hope, bro. It may not seem like it now and I was just in your shoes, but trust me, bro, God loves you and has a plan for you. God will never leave you, never forsake you. He hasn't yet and he never will. You know, like no matter what we're walking through, we have to remember to, to constantly be glorifying God, you know, and even that mean, that means just looking at the little things, you know, like I got this this little uh, sticker in my shop and it just says gratitude changes everything. So just the simple things, bro, just looking at what you have to be grateful for, knowing that we are not deserving of it, because like I've said before, bro, the only thing we really deserve is death. We're all sinners, bro, and the wage of sin is death. And just through God's grace, bro, we get to live another day. And so even when you're at your hardest point in life, you got to keep pushing, you know, and know that you're not in it alone. Not only is God, most importantly, God's carrying you through it all. You know, he has placed his right hand on your shoulder and is walking you through the trials, the storms, through the valleys. And so once we make it through there, we have to remember that he was the one carrying us because there's some hard things we're going to face in life that we definitely can't walk through on our own. And so when we get to that mountaintop, we got to remember to glorify him, you know? Like a lot of times um, it's, it's easier to question him than glorify him when we're in the midst of the struggle, you know? Like it is natural, bro. It's, it's our, human, our human mind just taking over and saying like, God, why am I in this place? Like, why have you brought me here? Or even if you aren't really, like, in a relationship with God, you're like, there's no way God loved me. There's no way there's a God if I'm in this situation. But in reality, bro, he's just molding you. He's just building you up. Every every minute that you're on this earth, God is molding you into the man or woman that you're meant to be. And we got to trust that with our full heart, you know. And if you're not in that place yet, I would really encourage you to, to get around some people who know God. Cause then you're going to start to hear their testimonies and see what they've walked through. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to be like, damn, bro, I guess there is hope, you know? Cause when we come together as one, we're glorifying God and, and the, the fact that, that we're sharing that love, you know, we're loving on each other and building each other up and pushing each other to be as much like Jesus as we can, you know, cause that's what we're called to, bro. We're called to be the light. We're called to walk in his light. And the only way we can do that, bro, is if we know him, you know? Like, it literally is talking about, like, um, before Paul became Paul, he was Saul. And that boy was killing Christians, like Chris was talking, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, that boy thought he was doing good works because he was following the law and he was thinking he better than he is, bro. But God had to humble him and he had to make him blind, you know what I'm saying? He couldn't see nothing. And God said, look, until you turn it over to me, bro, you're blind. I want you to go see this boy Ananias and he'll, he'll bring you a little light, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's what we're called to be. We're called to be the Ananias, bro, to bring the light to people, to, to wipe the scales from their eyes through the power of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? We're here to help them see the vision that, look, it's not about this world. 
things may never get better. But if you truly surrender to Jesus, bro, one day you're going to be in heaven. And one day, and that's the greatest gift we could ever receive, you know? And think about it, like, when we do get up there and see God, you think we're going to be like, dang, God, why why you have me walk all through that? No, bro, we're just going to simply spend eternity glorifying God because we're in the most perfect place, bro, the place that's free of stress, anger, fear, anxiety, depression. There's none of that there. And we're going to be doing nothing but glorifying him. That's all we're going to crave. We're going to want to just, we're going to be up there just holy, holy, holy. Holy, 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 on repeat, bro, and it's going to be the greatest thing ever. But while we're on this earth, we're called to walk obediently to his word, glorifying him so that others can join us up there. You know what I'm saying? So we can bear that fruit and other get, others get a little taste of it. And they're like, dang, I want some of that. I want to know why that boy got that peace. Or I want to know why he's got that joy. Or I want to know how he o overcame that struggle, you know? And whenever they do come up to us with those questions, bro, we must glorify God. Simple as that. All glory to God. This is something I could not do on my own, like Chris was talking about. It was simply the power that God is that carried me through that situation. Yes, sir. Going off of the right there, day man, God's definitely God in this because that literally goes right into exactly what I was going to read. The holy, holy, holy is, is from the Bible. And I'm going to read through this. It's a little bit long, <clears throat> but... Baser. Wally's a baser. Isaiah's vision of the Lord. This is Isaiah 6, verse 1 through 6. It says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the Serphium. The Serphium is an angel. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the thresholds shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. That reading is so lit. And literally so. One thing like that I love to do. Don't do it that much, but I do love doing it. Is I heard this guy say it. He's like, he's like, I'm now going to join the angels in heaven and glorifying God. And he says that exact thing that the angels say. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. You know, his whole glory reigns over the whole or his. I don't know. I can't quote it even. I just read it. But anyway, that one thing, and he said, so like I get on my knees sometimes, and I'll, I'll, I'll just say that in that prayer, and I truly feel like I'm, I'm joining in heaven with these angels who sing, sing God's praise, right? It even says God created these angels just to sing the, the glory of His name. You know, we have a very like glorious God, and and it's, it's, it's nuts to think about. You know, when Isaiah's basically lucky for ever even seeing God because it earlier in the Bible Moses asks right because he wants to see God and God tells him you you if you saw me you would literally die like if you were to see me right now you would die you know and so what he actually does is he says I'm gonna come by and you can see the ends of my glory right so like he flies by and he Moses catches the glimpse of him leaving basically that's all Moses got to see you know and to Wally's point that, like, you're going to go up to heaven and question the God, the God who created me and the God who created everything around me, there's going to be no questions, right? What does Isaiah do? He basically falls to the floor, and he's all of my sin, right? And what does Isaiah fall on the floor for? Because he, had un he said some things that were bad. He said wrong things, and that's why he falls on the floor. And because he was around other people who said bad things, God is so holy and so powerful that just to be around sin, right, and then come into his presence, is an, it's an overwhelming thing, right? And the only reason, right, that he feels okay is because an angel atones his sins, touches his lips, and atones his sins, right? Like, I, you know, I definitely get to a point where it's like, in my prayer life or something like that, is like, you know, Jesus Christ, is, is he says, is my friend, right? So I can come to God with that stuff, right, because of Jesus, right? Because it says he tears down the, the, what is it, the veil. He tears the veil down, right? And the veil is basically the thing that, I won't get into all of it, but 
right? Jesus tears the veil down, and now he's, he says, you are now my friends, right? So now I can come to God, and I can say things. Like, I can tell him my pains and all that stuff, and it's not—there's nothing wrong with it, right? But sometimes I don't think about who I'm really coming to, right, and who I'm really coming to speak to. It's a holy and glorified God beyond my comprehension, infinite, right, creator of heaven and earth, right, creator of all things, right, seen and unseen, you know? And that's— that's why Godhead, right? The Godhead deserves my glory, you know? It's just beyond, he's just so beyond me. Yes, sir, man. That's real. Really real. Thinking about, thinking forward to that eternal reward, man. That's great motivation to keep going. Just thinking about that. Holy, holy, holy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. But, um, but yeah, man, it's just, it's a great confidence boost you know it's a great motivation to just keep going keep doing what you got to do you know and i don't know who's listening or where y'all at in life but i promise you you need jesus i need jesus chris needs jesus wally needs jesus we all need jesus you know when you've got that peace missing in your life you just feel like something's missing i promise you the answer that will fill that hole is jesus every time man you just got to put your faith in him put your trust in him you know, understand how great his glory is, how gracious our God is, you know, and just keep going, man. Put your faith in him. He's going to provide. Holy, holy, holy. <laughs> holy, holy, holy. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out Francis Chan, man. If you want to listen to another podcast, Francis Chan, elite, bro. Amazing man of God. Big shout out to him. Maybe maybe he'll we'll get him on here one day. You know what I'm saying? Yes, That'd be lit. <laughs> no, bro. But basically, just the goal of tonight was just to show you. You know, like we're called to live a life of surrender, and that surrender is just dying to self and being brought up in the light of Jesus. You know, glorifying Him through it all. You know, we could even even take it to the note of, of baptism. You know, like if if you. I'm sure you know what baptism is. It's, you know, you get dipped in the water and you're brought out brand new. But every day, you know what I'm saying, we're called to, ba- to be baptized. Baptism is just a simple act of, of dying to ourselves and being made new in Christ. We go down in that water, a broken, disgusting sinner, and we're lifted up by the power of Christ. And that's how we're called to live every single day. So give that glory to God. Let go of that sin and just bring it all to him, you know. And he's so much greater than you could ever imagine. He'll do more with your life than you ever could. So we just want to close uh, tonight out in a quick moment of prayer, you know what I'm saying? So if you haven't received Jesus, it would be great if you would just say these words after me. So uh, close your eyes and bow your head. Dear God, I love you and I praise you and I thank you. It is only by your almighty son that i am saved and i acknowledge that i ask jesus to come into my heart to fill me ask the holy spirit to guide me in hopes that i will get to see you in heaven one day lord i trust you i love you and i thank you in your almighty name i pray god amen yes sir shout out that boy remo thanks for being on tonight and most importantly shout out the holy spirit man we just want to shout out everyone that has tuned into the podcast that has gave us feedback showed us love Man, we just hope that you continue to share this podcast in the hopes that it would reach someone that feels lost, that feels that they may not know God. Our goal here is just to bring people closer to God and show them that they are loved and that they have a purpose.